podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Wisdom.com test match cricket from Abu Dhabi at the conclusion of the second match and indeed the series. Uh, Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon for Specsavers, the test experts and Proatar, the new coaching app that connects you with the biggest names in cricket. And Jeff, regrettably from an Australian perspective today, played out just as we expected. It would have been unreasonable to expect two miracles in the space of two weeks. There was only one miracle on ice. There's no miracle on ice too. Uh, maybe there is. There probably is somewhere in the Disney canon. But, but Australia got out of jail in Dubai. They couldn't do it here. They had a longer time they would have needed to bat for a draw. And indeed, if they had batted that time, they would have made the 500-plus runs that they needed to win. Yeah, they would have. They were certainly going at a decent clip this morning. But the problem was uh, they lost six wickets in the session, which all but guaranteed that the test wouldn't last to the end of the fourth day. Uh, but let's talk principally about Mohamed Abbas and the skill he showed. Uh, he's a remarkable bowler. 59 test wickets in 10 starts. He had debuted just last year to think that in such a short space of time he's had such a major influence over test cricket. Well, it's just interesting that you, you hear these Australian commentators for years saying, no, you need to have velocity. You've got to be 145 plus in, in order to take wickets. And, and maybe maybe there's an argument for that in Australia, but it's not like conditions in uh, the UAE are, are that conducive to seam bowling. But he took seven wickets in the first test, took 10 wickets here, thoroughly deserved his man of the series nom. And uh, he's got 59 wickets in his 10 test match career so far. Yeah, back-to-back man of the series gongs in England earlier in the year and now in the UAE. There's really no stopping him at the moment. And it's, again, we've said it on the podcast throughout the series, but it's just gratifying that someone that bowls at that pace can still have a role in test cricket. You said it yourself, Jeff. We've heard so much from the Australian camp over the journey that it's all about raw power, um, but he's a lot savvier than that, and he's getting the rewards accordingly. Well, I think his bowling average is currently 15.64 from memory, which is the third best of all time, and the other three bowled in the 1880s. So, you know, he's, he's going okay. I wouldn't say the Australians were necessarily sitting ducks this morning. They mostly were done by some fantastic bowling, but uh, four wickets in the space of three overs, including Travis Hedewedge behind, then Aaron Finch, who was caught leg before, Mitchell Marsh, a double failure for him, and then Tim Payne letting one go. That's the kind of mind games. When you're getting the ball to move around, you can you can coerce a player with the... The, the, the patience of Tim Payne to let the third ball go and hit his off stump. Well, it was all just a bit of seam movement uh, going laterally uh, left to right for Mohamed Abbas. One, moved one away from the left-hander and three into the right-handers and nailed them all. Uh, Manus Labashane top scored with 43. A bit disappointing that nobody was able to stay with him uh, deep enough to reach his half century. In saying that, he was the first wicket to fall after the tea break in fairly meek circumstances. Yeah, he the, was Mohamed Abbas's fifth wicket. Well, the, the, the lengthy lunch break as it ended up being. We had an hour for lunch uh, because of Friday prayers here in Abu Dhabi. So maybe that threw him off. But again, it was Abbas with a good bit of bowling. Just, just snuck in the bouncer where Labashane wasn't expecting it. His footwork was nowhere, but he tried to pull it anyway and top edged. Australia all out for 164. They batted for 49.4 overs in the second innings after batting for 50.4 overs in the first. So that's just a little bit over, a couple of balls over 100 overs in total. It's been a consistent problem. Australia have an enormous amount of serious issues batting for long periods of time away from home, with the exception really of Dubai last week. Yeah, well, it's been the case for 
several years at least mm. now and it's been going on under several captains as well so it's not an era thing um it's it's a broader problem than that it's a broader malaise and there's no easy answer for it and i, I don't think the australian camp really knows what the problem is uh, you caught up with tim Payne after play and here's that conversation
Another fairly serious problem for Australia is the fitness of Usman Khawaja. Uh, he didn't field yesterday. He went for a scan on his knee last night and it's returned the results that he has a torn meniscus. So it's not a nightmare scenario. Usually that's a four to eight week injury. It's not affected the ACL graft when he had a full knee reconstruction a few years ago. So it's, it's partially good news in a way, but it could pose some problems in terms of him being ready to play the first test match against India in December. Yeah, it's qualified good news. At least he could play some part in the season. If he were out for a year, it would be absolutely dire. But uh, that that game is coming up in early December. India's got a fantastic pace attack. And yeah. Australia, really, the batting is so thin where you've got those those three experienced players being uh, Kawash and uh, Kawaja and the two Marsh brothers. I've just put them into <laughs> one, the Kawashes. <laughs> <laughs> The three Kawashas, um, you know, the, the Marsh brothers have barely made a run on the tour and, uh, and Kawaja's out injured. So as far as the first test against India in Adelaide, it's um, a pretty, pretty grim outlook. The margin of victory, 373 runs, is the biggest in terms of runs in a contest between Pakistan and Australia. Quite bizarre when you consider that Pakistan were 57 for five on the first morning. We've came back to it a few times, but this game turned around so quickly and no one in the Pakistani lineup ever made 100. I don't think they could really believe it. Uh, so, Safraz Ahmed was off the field for this last day after being hit in the head. Asad Shafiq was his fill-in captain and, and I had a chat to him and I think he was in, slightly in shock that he'd captained a series win and a test win in his, his first day standing in in the field. Thank you. 
So for Pakistan, it's really only the start of their home season. They go into uh, T20s against Australia, then a full series against New Zealand. So in the case of Mohamed Abbas, he gets three more opportunities in this calendar year to make an even bigger dent on international cricket. Well, he'll have the New Zealanders over here and they're used to slightly different conditions as well. And he has just absolutely found a formula to succeed in this part of the world. I tell you what, though, he will be absolutely in the ear of the groundsman saying more of this kind of wicket, please. <laughs> These nicely watered ones with a decent bit of grass on it. He was very happy to bowl on this. Uh, so if he gets more of the same, they've got two tests here and one in Dubai. He could could be on 100 wickets by the end of that series. <laughs> it was a fantastic test wicket as well. We should note that, Jeff, that the grass cover on top, which we talked about before the game, when you spoke to the, the, the chief executive of Abu Dhabi Cricket, the idea was the grass was to keep the pitch together. But in the end, the extra bounce and lateral movement really helped this test match. It never felt like it was going slowly. It never felt, excuse the cliche, attritional. Uh, never felt attritional. But don't we love attritional cricket? Isn't that what we're all about? Good old-fashioned attritional <laughs> test cricket. There's nothing attritional when you bowled out for 150 in both innings, and uh, that's what happened. It's probably right for us now to wind it up, Jeff. Uh, in doing so, we have a lot of thank yous. Most of those we've done on the coverage, so we won't repeat them all. But uh, to begin with, our commercial partners who've made this all possible, uh, we mentioned them a lot on the show, but um, as we said, uh, if not for their support, we couldn't have got this over the line. So to Specsavers, Proatar, Seabus, Super, Coles Express, Budgie Smuggler and Big Four Port Wollonga Tourist Parks. Thank you so much for getting on board and supporting coverage of Test Cricket that otherwise wouldn't have happened. And uh, more importantly, thank you to everyone who listened to coverage of Test Cricket because if you didn't, there wouldn't have been much point doing it. But you did and there was. Yes, that's right. And of course, there are a slew of people uh, from Wisden back in the office, uh, people that helped us get the broadcast on the air. There are a lot of people out there. So um, I won't start listing them all because we might, yeah. might, be, might be here all night. But, but it, it was say... a cast of not quite thousands, but maybe dozens <laughs> uh, in terms of people who contributed. And, and you all know who you are, but our, our big thanks to all of you. Yeah, a lot of love and a lot of gratitude. So that's it for wisdom.com. We're Test exhausted. It's, uh, it's been a long <laughs> couple of weeks. In the very dry states of the UAE, it's time to... Uh, open a nice can of Mirinda <laughs> and kick back and relax. I can't think of anything better than just quite that. So, again, thanks for the support. Uh, thanks for your company over the last couple of weeks on wisdom.com Test Match Cricket. Uh, as I said on the coverage, Jeff, let's do it again sometime. Let's do it again, whenever that time may be. We'll be there. Podcast Network.